Well, fresh off winning a sixth Cricket World Cup, Australia the most successful side in the 50-over format back in Australia. Mitch Stark was a big part of it, and he's been good enough to join us on Summer Grandstand. And Mitch, welcome home. Congratulations with a bit of time to reflect since the final. What have you made sense of how you were able to achieve what was such a significant World Cup victory? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, um, it's been, a, I guess, a whirlwind sort of week, but, um, yeah, a long, a long nine, ten-week journey for, for a lot of the group, and, and some guys are still over in India. So it's, it's been... Hugely successful. Um, it's been, been certainly been tough, um, but to come home with, with a World Cup trophy from India has uh, is, is been, you know, a, a tour that will remain with with the players and staff for a long time. For all you've achieved in your career in cricket, where do the celebrations sit, or was that just Travis Head and the, the power of social media today? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can safely say that 2015 was uh, was a bit busier for me, but. Um, yeah, they, they a few boys certainly found a way. We were in Gujarat, so it's um, somewhat of a dry state unless you have a, a drinking licence, um, which, uh, I mean, Trav definitely had the three votes on the ground and, <laughs> and then off the ground. So, uh, yeah, look, the, the guys certainly enjoyed it. Uh, we all enjoyed some, some time together before we, we all flew our separate ways and flew home. But, um, yeah, it's been a, a pretty gruelling winter for a lot of guys and a lot of, a lot of staff members as well. And uh, I think a great way to finish the winter and head into the summer. Just reflecting upon the World Cup, you obviously lost the opening two games to India and South Africa. It's such a long tournament, but the fielding in that match against South Africa sort of had everyone back at home questioning whether this was a fatigue side, was it an ageing squad? Did you have the hunger required? How in your mind do you think you're able to turn it around and start to believe that if we can get everything right, we can start winning games and, and really challenge India? Um, I don't think it took too much. Uh, I think the belief was always there. It was certainly not a position we wanted to be in at 0-2 and I think we were none for 100 and, well, they, Sri Lanka were none for 120, I think, in that third game. So um, things change very quickly, particularly in the subcontinent. And, and I think whilst we, we always had the skill in the room, we always had the belief, um, whether it's you know one or two moments that change that momentum or or whatnot, um, certainly in the Sri Lankan game, the way that, that Adam Zamper and, and Pat Cummins came to the forefront for the bowlers. Uh, and then we, we did the job with the bat. It was sort of the, the turning point, I think, um, in our, you know, our group of players, you, you back us into a corner and, and we've come out with a World Cup is, is certainly how we, we want to be playing our cricket is, is brave and taking the game on and you kind of need to do that more so uh, more so in the subcontinent. Yeah, it's very much been part of the Australian way of playing. Mitchell Stark is with you on ABC Sport. Uh, we've seen how challenging it can be bowling in India in all formats. What, what was your approach over there? You claimed 16 wickets behind Adam Zampa with 23 for Australia. Mohamed Shami had 24. How different is your approach in those conditions and the patience in which you require? It was a very interesting one. I mean, different time of year to what we would normally play in India. And we saw it was very different. Uh, different, very different conditions for, for batting and bowling depending on, on whether you you batted or bowled during the day or night. So, um, I mean, there were some grounds that was um, very, very evident in somewhere like Mumbai where if you, you wanted to win the toss and bat first because bowling at night, the ball swung around, it nipped around. And we were sort of on the on the wrong end of a few tosses through the middle there and conditions certainly not, not the best for us. But um, when we got to the back end of the tournament, we made some, some brave decisions and and certainly the experience within the group stood up. And, and I mean, you, you like to take on the game in those big moments and those big games, and, and I think we had the squad that did that. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the final, the decision to bowl first. It feels like we've all become a little bit more experts in black soil, red soil, the dew. How, how familiar are you with that? And, and Pat's decision to bowl first, um, was that a conversation which the bowlers are brought into or was that part of the planning? 
No, I'm certainly not a part of, of strategy meetings and, and all of that. I'll just uh, do do what's asked of me and, and play my role, hopefully. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was one that was obviously, uh, you know, had its detractors and its criticism uh, in the moment. And certainly it's not a, not one that was a traditional decision in terms of, you know, finals or what to do and, and how past players and, and a few other, um, you know, keyboard warriors may have thought about it but uh it was, it was one that you know is very pat cummins it was brave it was take the game on you know, he and he and andrew saw saw uh, whether it be the wicket or saw something in in the preparation and, and what they they thought was going to happen at night and and it was a brave call and one that's uh that's won us the world cup i think were along com- with a lot of performances along the way but yeah. that, uh, went a long way to it were, were you comfortable at the halfway mark 240 was gettable I thought to, to keep, you know, India was certainly the, the leaders throughout the whole World Cup. They they showed that they were dominating teams. They were winning games by by big margins. They had a, you know, the, I mean, their, their team is, is hugely skilled. Um, with whether it be you know highest run scorers, you know, highest wicket takers, they they've got a, a great squad for that. And uh, I don't know if it's just World Cups, tournament play, or whatnot. Um, we're up for the challenge on the day, and to, to restrict that team to, to 240 on, you know, it wasn't an easy wicket. Uh, for, for for batting, it certainly wasn't a wicket that was swinging and seeming, but um, to restrict that batting line up to 240 certainly felt like we had the momentum going into the break. The voice of Australian left arm, Quick Mitchell Stark with you on ABC Sport. You mentioned some of those signature moments. Uh, Travis Head, centuries in a World Cup final and a World Test Championship, uh, the crucial catch of Rohit Sharma. How has he grown and I guess the maturity in which he's been able to arrive midway through the tournament and then deliver when the team needed it most? Yeah, he's a character. He's, um, I mean, he's, he's certainly you could call him big game player at the moment with, with uh, where he scores his runs and when he when he scores them. But uh, no, I think it, it's um, whether he felt that way or not, it was uh, it's per- certainly perceived as, as repaying the faith in keeping him in the squad whilst he was recovering with his with his hand injury, and they come in the way he did. Uh, he's a wrecking ball, isn't he? He's, he's scored you know, a, a quick fire ton at, at Darmstadt against New Zealand, and then. What he did in the final and taking taking on the best team in the tournament, um, you know, attack an attack that had dominated the World Cup. He, he really took them apart. So, yeah, full credit to him in, in taking the game on. That's how he plays his cricket. He does it with a smile, does it with with impact, um, and, and it was phenomenal to watch. And a throwback to the old days of the uh, the classic Mo as well for uh, the Australian <laughs> cricketers we've seen in recent generations. Give our listeners an insight as to what it's like to be in the heart of a final against India when it's deadly silent and some of those crucial wickets of <laughs> India are falling and, and you couldn't hear really anything other than the celebration of the Australian bowlers and fielders. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a strange one. I was saying before it's uh, we, we sort of went into to 2015 in Australia and, and it was riding off the wave of all the emotion, all the sound of, of a home World Cup, having family and friends there, and, and all the noise. And we knew if it was if the crowd was up and about, that meant we were on top. And, and you know, likewise, you go to India in a final, and it's like, well, if we can if we can hear ourselves think and hear each other talk, and the, the crowd's silent, that must mean we're on top. So uh, I, I think it, it's been documented already that we were in the huddle after Pat Cummins took the wicket of Virat Kohli and Steve Smith just said for a moment, just, just take this in boys, you can uh, hear a bit of silence there. <laughs> there. There was so many iconic moments throughout the, the tournament, Adam Zampa and his efforts, uh, able to get the most wickets for a, a spin bowler at a World Cup, Manus Labashain wasn't originally part of the squad and played every game, that's without mentioning Josh Inglis coming in, Fowlis Carey and Glenn Maxwell's 200. What, what sort of sticks in your mind as a couple of the, the key signature moments of the World Cup triumph? 
Oh, there, there's any number you could you could name a lot. You've just mentioned a lot there that were, that were key to us winning the World Cup. But I think I think the most pleasing thing is the impact that that everyone in the squad had, and that's not just the players; it's the staff as well. But but certainly for the players, everyone everyone had an impact on the World Cup. Um, you know, guys might have wanted to play more, but everyone in our squad had an impact on, on, on this World Cup win. And whether it be, you know, key individual moments like like we've already mentioned throughout this this chat, it's it's the fact that everyone everyone players and staff had an impact on us winning the World Cup and that I think is, is what's gonna stick with this this group of people for a long time. What about the role of the captain? How's Pat Cummings' captaincy evolved? Uh, I mean, he hasn't probably played as much 50-over cricket as he has test cricket, but he was uh, in the heart of it having to make some some crucial decisions and contributing with the bat as well. How's his captaincy evolved in your eyes? I think he's finally getting the credit he deserves as captain. I think it's it's obviously been talked about for a long time since he, he first took on a captain's role as a bowler, um, certainly for Australia, and there's been a lot made of it you know, since then, and, and whether it was right or wrong, and, I think he's really, really shown how good a decision it was to for him to be the leader that he he is. He's, he's been phenomenal, I think, in in the way he thinks about the game, um, but also the way he leads from the front, even with the bat as well. Uh, it's such a it's such a calm calm head that he has, and, and whether whether at times he he takes on board the the criticism, he certainly doesn't portray that to to his group of people. Um, certainly not his players out in the field. So. Yeah, look, I think it's certainly credit to the leader that he is and the person that he is, uh, along with, with uh, Andrew McDonald and, and the way that the two of them went through this campaign, uh, sticking to their guns, staying calm and, and you know being brave. And that's resulted in, in another World Cup win for Australia. And it's a fast bowling cartel, which has been together for quite a while now. Yourself, Josh Hazelwood, Pat Cummins. Did you, did you have a moment together to sort of reflect upon the, the journey in which you three have all been together? Um <laughs> I mean, the journey's not over yet, is it? So um, we've been we've been fortunate enough to sort of grow up together in cricket, and, and I mean, Josh and I played under 17s together for New South Wales and, and have gone since. So um, Pat's a little bit younger, but um, certainly the three of us have grown up in the game of cricket. We've we've been very fortunate to to share a lot of success together across the formats. Um, you know, we've yeah, it's been a lot of success, and it's not lost on us that. Um, and I, I know that. For a long time after we're finished, I'm sure we'll be catching up whether it's uh, you know around a few cold cordials or around the golf course, and uh, you know, here or there we'll remember the good times. But um, it's uh, it's definitely a relationship between the three of us that um, we're grateful for, and, and yeah, we, we take you know the odd moment here and there just to uh, just to reflect on on how special it is to have you know the three of us go around the formats together. Absolutely. Mitchell Stark is with you on ABC Sports. So what's the plan for you personally, Mitch, from here? Obviously, the first test in, in Perth on the 14th of December against Pakistan. Um, I'm guessing a, a bit of recovery and getting your body right to go for a different format. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been straight back into it. Um, Joshy and I reluctantly pulled on the bowling spikes yesterday and had a had a, had a bowl in the nets getting ready for test cricket. So um, back into it. For, for Certainly for me, it's a bit of time in the gym and there's some strength back that's sort of you know, it often gets lost through through long tours, and um, it comes around quickly. We're, we're on a plane on the night and, and getting uh, our prep sorted for for the first test. So, not foreign to to a lot of our group who play multi formats. Um, it's sort of talked about every year, but it's it's nothing new to a lot of the group. It's it's uh, quickly. You know, whilst we, we don't forget the the special couple of months we've had as a group, um, the focus has to quickly turn on to the next game, and whether it's the the boys over in India for the D20s or you know, the guys back here getting ready for, for day one in Perth. It's, it's, uh, things happen quickly in this schedule of cricket.
It certainly does. Just take a step to the left, Mitch. You're just dropping in and out ever so slightly. But uh, we spoke to Elisa on uh, on Summer Grandstand last week with, with Quentin Hull. Obviously, her recovery for the, the women's test against India getting underway in, in December. Um, she said she's obviously off the golf course at the moment. What what does your free time look like? She sort of gave the indication there was a fair few choice which had your name written all over it. I reckon we spoke to you and you're building a shed once upon a time. So you're pretty handy around the house. <laughs> I like to give everything a crack. Um I'm a, what do they say, a jack of all trades. And <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been nice to cut the grass twice since I've been back, so it's nice <laughs> to sort that out. But, um, yeah, Lisa's not playing golf at the minute with her hands, so I've, I, haven't, I haven't actually got out in the course for a round since I've been home. But, um, I think she might start trying to swing the golf clubs so that I can be out there. But, uh, no, it's been both been uh, training a little bit together the last few days and, and uh, just enjoying a bit of time at home. And, um Sleeping in my bed is nice, actually. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Uh, you're 33 years of age. You haven't been a part of the, the IPL for a while now. I think it's eight years you've been out of it. Uh, you've nominated for the auction. Are you hopeful you're going to get picked up and the possibility of playing some some IPL ahead of the uh, the World Cup in the United States um, taking place next year? Yeah, that's a plan I've um, submitted for the auction. So, um, yeah, I mean, time will tell if there's any interest there and, and whether... I find myself back in there after sort of eight years, but um, yeah, looking forward to hopefully getting the chance to head back there and play some some IPL cricket. As you said, it's nicely into the the T20 World Cup. So um, yeah, I don't see any better time. We've got a relatively quiet winter next year, and um, I mean, sort of not lost a lot of it, but kept it on it from afar from the last few years. And, and I know a lot of the Aussies go over there and, and thoroughly enjoy it, as have I the, the couple of years that I went. So yeah, if uh, if fate should say that I'm, I'm back in the IPL. Look forward to that, that challenge as well. Absolutely. As we do, the, the series against Pakistan and the West Indies. Uh, Mitch, always appreciate your time. Enjoy sleeping back in your own bed. And before you know it, the summer of Test cricket will be back upon us. Uh, thanks as always for your time. Certainly will. Thank you very much for having me.